Tonight we will examine concepts that may challenge your perception of the world around you. Strange creatures, chilling tales, and the occasional conspiracy. Here on our show, we will attempt to provide you with paranormal insight. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show tonight. Our guest is Judy Miller, also known to me as Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, son. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Um, you know what my show is about, and I guess we'll just jump right into uh, the topic today is um, your experiences as being psychic and also I think you have a couple of ghost stories for us as well. So let's start with the psychic thing uh, first though. Okay. Um, tell me when you first noticed you were psychic, how old were you? Uh, about 30 years old. Oh, later um, in life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it, yes. I, for some reason, I thought I remember you saying you had uh, semi precognitive feelings when you were younger. No, <clears throat> When I was younger, I started noticing a lot more things and, you know, being quite observant uh, from age seven on and uh, just kind of discovering a lot of things about people in general. Um, I'd kind of working my way through that and how I dealt with people and that sort of thing, trying to also understand more of what people were going through. That was just sort of just an awakening so i guess you could say at around age seven okay um but i didn't have any actual psychic uh adventures i guess you could say uh (laughs) until much later um i may have had some intuitive experiences but um can you talk about that do you recall any of these intuitive experiences? No, um, there were so many of them. Like I said, I was sort of like coming into my own. Gotcha. And uh, discovering who I was as well as others around me, you know, trying to understand everybody and reasons why people do and say things they do and that sort of thing. So that was sort of like a learning curve for me up uh, at that point in my life. Okay. And uh, I didn't actually, I don't recall any specific uh, instances where I thought it might be supernatural or psychic or whatever. It's just uh, more aware. I was just more aware of things. Okay. Uh, So you say this started around 30. Uh, Why don't you talk to me about that? You were a baby. Well, a toddler. You were two years old. And um, you were in the habit of waking very early in the morning, like 5 a.m., and so uh, Sorry. on this one particular, uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, at any rate, this I think was a Friday and I had scheduled a six o'clock um, meeting with a realtor. Uh, so your father and I wanted to buy a house. And um, so he was going to show me some 
so homes around 6 p.m. And that day at around 2 p.m., I put you down for your nap. And I was so exhausted that day because of having had a very busy morning and gotten up so early that I thought that I wanted to take a nap too. And um, so I lay down, like, down on the couch and closed my eyes. And I'm thinking, I wish I didn't have to go to this appointment tonight. I'm so tired. And then like magic, a TV turns on in my head and on it, the only image I can see is a silhouette of a man's head. And then there scrolled across the bottom from right to left, white lettering that said, don't worry, you won't have to go. He'll call and say his mother died. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought that was very specific. And very and, specific. And it kind of dark I, too. I, <laughs> I opened my eyes and in in shock almost, you know, like thinking, why am I thinking such horrible things? You know, just go to the appointment. Anyway, I, I tried to dismiss it as some, some awful thing and try to get it out of my mind and uh, went on with the day. I probably did nap for a while, got up, made dinner, whatever. Uh, and then at six o'clock, the phone rang and it was this realtor. And he said, I'm sorry, but I have to cancel our appointment. My mother died and I have to fly back east. Wow. That's and I almost creepy. said, yes, I know. Oh, I almost said that and I stopped myself and I said, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. That was my very first experience like that. That's <clears throat> that's heavy duty. Uh, okay, so I'm two, you have this experience. What other, have you had anything up to that point or did it was it strictly I'm two and this happens? And it's kind of, it's a little banal and it's, you know, it's not like you... So who's going to, you know, assassinate the president or something like that? You no, saw nothing like that. It's just that it, ha it was personal. It was it was something that was uh, involving me. I had this appointment. I was tired, didn't want to go. And so it's like I tuned in to this man that I was supposed to meet. I had never met before, which probably explains that his image was a silhouette. Ah, very good. I had no idea what he looked like. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you, it shook me for a very long time. I just couldn't believe that that happened and I, that I saw it before. It scared me, actually. It's it was very scary because I thought, I don't want this kind of power. Right. I don't want to see what's going to happen. It's scary. Right. Yeah. Especially if you foresee someone's death. That must be traumatizing. Yeah, it was. Um, and I didn't even know him, but it was traumatizing. From that point on, I for years went by, I didn't have any more experiences like that uh, for a long time. Did you ever tell anyone about this ability? No. No. It scared. No, because I thought people would think I was crazy. Okay. Gotcha. Please continue with what you were saying before. Oh, okay. So during this period between at the time you were two years old until you were 13 years old, this part is not good. I could look at somebody and tell that they weren't long for this earth. 
Really? Yes, I don't think you ever to... told me about this. I didn't? I don't believe oh. so. <clears throat> Please there share. are many times when I would look at somebody, I could think of one person in particular I'm not going to name, uh, I in the band I was in, and looking at him during our break, everybody was standing around talking, and I thought to myself when I saw his face, oh my God, I don't think he's well. I don't think he's going to be here long. And within two weeks, he died. Wow. And that happened with another person also in the band. Really? Uh, uh, maybe a couple of years later. Now, the next time I had a TV turn on my head, in my head, was when you were 13, I believe. And uh, it was 1985. Okay. That makes you about, yeah, yeah that makes you 13. Okay. And uh, you, we were getting ready to go on. We were planning a vacation. Oh, is this down to, to Disneyland? Disneyland. To, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but prior to this, prior to July, let me start. Go back up, uh, back up a few months okay. to January, January of same year, nineteen eighty-five. Gotcha. All of a sudden, in January, I started feeling this heaviness on my shoulders and chest. It wasn't a physical thing, so it wasn't health related. It was just a feeling, a feeling of dread is what it was. I see. Every day I woke up with this feeling of dread and it wouldn't go away. And it didn't help that I had to go to work to a job I hated. So it okay. was a real downer for me that year, most of the time. As the time went by, um, see, by March of that year, I'm still feeling that terrible dread every day. I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, someone close to me is going to die. Oh. And I... that just really, you know, threw me for a loop. I thought, why am I thinking such horrible things? I don't want to think this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I tried to slough it off, but it, you know, the, that feeling of dread was there still every single day. Finally, by July, that I knew it was going to be someone in the family. And the closer we got to our, our vacation time, uh, we, were, we were going to fly down to Disneyland. <clears throat> I started thinking, well, maybe it's us that's going to die on the plane. Oh. Maybe we're going to crash. You know, I think I remember you saying something about this. I hope the plane doesn't go down. It was kind of arbitrary and out of nowhere. It's like, <laughs> it's not going to go Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking all this stuff, but not telling anybody. And uh, I finally told my dad, who was going to drive us to the airport that day. I said, Dad, I don't think I can go. I, I think we need to cancel. And he goes, why? And I said, I, I just think something awful is going to happen. Someone's going to die. It might be us. And the, we're maybe maybe our plane will crash and it's going to be us that dies. But I just have this terrible feeling someone's going to die. And he said, oh, you're just nervous about flying. Don't worry about it. Just get on the plane and go have some fun. So I followed his advice as much as I really didn't want to. But I know you and your cousin Julie, who went with us, uh, right. were really looking forward to this trip. And <clears throat> it had been in the works for a long time. Pardon me? It, yes, it had been. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
And it had been a stressful year. It was a long time coming and kind of something we were looking forward to for some relaxation and enjoyment. And so I, I, I took my dad's advice and we went, got on the plane. We landed safely. I was thrilled to pieces and got to our hotel. Everything was seemed intact. <clears throat> However, let me go back just a little bit. Okay. Two weeks before we left for our vacation. I'm, I was sitting at my desk at work. I was catching up on things, things I had to get done specifically before I left. Right. And I'm all of a sudden the TV in my mind turns on as I'm sitting there writing something. And, and there was a picture of my brother and he was flanked by two other people on each one on each side. <clears throat> he it was at the car lot, the at the dealership where he worked. And he was showing people cars in my image. And all of a sudden, he keeled over. He hit the ground. And at that moment, the white lettering comes across the bottom of the screen, scrolls from right to left, saying. Your brother will die of a heart attack someday. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it was that specific. It was very specific. It gives me chills just saying it. Yeah, right it now. gives me chills hearing it. <laughs> so I started trying to reach my brother immediately. Right. I called him everywhere I could think of looking for him. Work, home, whatever. And my parents, um, I couldn't find him anywhere. Nobody knew where he was. And I wanted to warn him. I wanted to tell him to get to a doctor and get himself checked out. Right. And I didn't want to, <clears throat> excuse me, tell everybody why I'm saying this. That makes <laughs> because sense. Because I was afraid they would think I was crazy. Right. But uh, at any rate, I was frantically trying to reach him for the solid two weeks before we left. And the odd thing is that even though I had that image, I was still not sure who would be dying. Oh, interesting. I, that's why I was worried about us crashing in the plane. <clears throat> and then uh, we had our week's vacation, had a great time, flew back on a Sunday. Um, I, I was planning to go see my brother on Monday. He lived in Santa Cruz at the time. And uh, uh, we had been gone a whole week. And of course, your stepdad who I was married to at that time, um, Bob said, you've been gone. There's no way you're going nowhere. You've got chores to do. Oh yeah. I remember. I remember that. Horse <laughs> I know. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was very, very, um, <clears throat> what's the word? Demanding, Strong, domineering. <laughs> domineering. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. At and, the time, and, yeah. <clears throat> and a little bit frightening, a little scary. Um, <clears throat> and, um, I didn't want to fight with him because we had been fighting up to that point before we left on vacation, actually. So <clears throat> I said, I thought, I thought, okay, I'll just stay home, get things done. Cause I had to go back to work the next day, starting Tuesday. <clears throat> so on Monday I did all my work, got my chores done, plead to please him. <laughs> and the next day I went to work. And when I came home, at six o'clock that night, the minute I walked in the door, the phone rang. I'll never forget this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and my father, it was my father. 
Yeah, I'm the one who picked up the phone initially. Are you sure? I thought I did. No, I picked it up initially, and he did not sound like himself at all. I didn't recognize his voice. Well, I didn't either. And he says, put your mother on the phone. And I said, who's this? Put your mother on the phone. And I hesitated. Oh, that's how that went. Okay. And then, oh, you didn't know about this? And then I I said, okay, there's a man. He wants to talk to you. Yeah, so I said, hello. And my dad says, I have bad news. And I said, I didn't recognize his voice either. It didn't sound like him at all. You sounded way different. And then all of a sudden I realized it was him. I said, dad, what's wrong? Is it grandma? Because she was 85 at that point. Oh, right. And uh, he goes, no, not your grandmother, your brother. And I go, what? No. You know, and then, you know, he started, he told me what happened. And what he told me was that he was at work and he keeled over in the parking lot, in the lot where he worked, just like I envisioned it. Exactly. He was with people. Yeah, he was showing customers' cars. Just like my TV picture. Wow. And I gasped and I I started to panic, not not panic, but just react, you know. And then I thought, my poor father, he's, he's, he's so crushed and grieving. I better not get too excited of all. I better help him. That's, that's what's going through my mind. So I calmed down and, and said, what can I do? <clears throat> gotcha. So he just asked me to notify my sisters. Okay. Uh, which I did. But I didn't tell anybody about that until after the funeral. Oh, interesting. Because I was having a talk with my dad one day. And I told him, I said, Dad, I know this sounds crazy, but I actually envisioned this before, two weeks before it happened. And he goes, what? Oh, my God, tell me more. Oh. Why didn't you tell me this when I, in the first place? And I said, I was so afraid people would think I was crazy. That's why I kept it myself. And I didn't want it to be true either, you know? Right. So, <clears throat> He said, from now on, when you get these feelings, you tell me about them. So he used to always consult me after after that to see, especially after my mother had her first heart attack. He used to consult me about her. Is she going to die? And I would say, no, she's not. Oh, she's okay. fine. You got readings because she on, was. Yeah. You got readings on grandma, too? I didn't know that. Um, it was just a feeling. I just felt she was going to be fine. That's okay. all. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't have any TV pictures or anything like that. I just had a feeling that she was going to be fine. And that's what I would tell him. Okay. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back right after these messages. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. The Seekers of California for Ethereal Research and Investigation. We investigate hauntings. Cryptids. UFOs, and offer cleansing and clearing. Don't get scared. Call Scary. Serving the greater San Jose area and beyond. Call us at 408-320-8467. That's 408-320-8467. Scary Paranormal Investigations. And now, back to the show. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. We're continuing to talk with Judy Miller, my mom. All right, Mom, please continue with your stories. Where would you like me to 
to what was the next this... what was the next instance of that the tv screen popped on i have not had one since oh interesting okay uh, it, i still have a lot of intuitive uh, experiences <clears throat> excuse me but i don't have i haven't had any actually tv images i remember at the time it was so traumatic for me especially when the images came true and I realized that the one with my brother was very similar to the first one I had and that things I imagine like that or see in my mind come true and it scared me and I didn't want that power. Yeah. I, I wouldn't didn't either. want to know. Yeah. I, so I, hear I, you. I, I prayed that it would go away, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and though I haven't had any more of those TV, so-called TV experiences, I still have had a lot of intuitive experiences, very, uh, you know, some the same as what I've already told you about, like knowing when someone's thinking about me or, you know. Right. I understand. Knowing when the phone was going to ring and be that, that person, things like that, okay. or knowing what people were going to say or do. <clears throat> Do do you are you aware of anyone else in the family who has psychic abilities? I'm not. Um, oh, actually, I take that back. I think Penny and Jerry have both claimed to have had some similar experiences, and those... not as not as vivid as mine, right? Uh, now, but more on the intuitive level. For clarity. Jerry and Penny are uh, my aunts. Well, they're my sisters. Yeah, and, yeah, and my yeah. aunts. Right. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have. I didn't realize they had experiences too. If they were just intuitive, but I think a lot of people have that, that skill. I know um, Jerry's daughter, my cousin, has that <laughs> ability. I've watched her actually mouth the words coming out of my mouth as I'm speaking them because she already knew what I was going to say. Now, here's one interesting thing. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I will relay it um, anyway. I think Grandpa, your dad, was psychic to a degree. You know, I think you probably are right. And that's probably why when he, when I first told him about my image of my brother, that he said, please tell me from now on. Right. Because I think he believed in it because... Like you said, he was probably a little bit psychic himself. Right after my brother died and we had the funeral for him, we were back at my parents' house the next day on a Sunday. All of us in the family were sitting outside by the pool. I was sitting at a table. Uh, my sisters were sitting all around, um, and I don't know who all, but all of a sudden, it wasn't it wasn't a TV image this time. All of a sudden, in my mind, I see my brother, <clears throat> who is slightly transparent, tiptoeing up behind me. And when he realizes that I can see him, <clears throat> he puts his finger up to his mouth and says, shh, wants me, didn't want me to, to stir or let people know I was seeing anything. And he walked up to me and bent over and spoke into my left ear and said, please take care of mom and dad for me. And I agreed that I would. And wow. that was it. I 
don't think I ever heard that story before. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't tell you. That's amazing. <clears throat> and this yeah. was at the function was his, that was being held? It was the day after his funeral. Day after his funeral. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And you, what, in your mind's eye, you saw him tiptoe up behind you, or did you actually watch his figure go up behind you? I saw him in my mind's eye, and I almost turned around, and that's when he put his finger up to his mouth and told me to shush. Right. You know, don't let anybody know you see me. Oh. <clears throat> wow. That's, <clears throat> that's the first time hearing of it. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, of course, I always kept those things to myself. Like I said, I was always... So afraid people would think I was nuts. And <clears throat> I told them I would, I, and, uh, and I did. I looked out for mom and dad from that point on. And then in 19, now jump over, jump past a few years. My dad had a band that I, I was the singer. So we worked all the time. It was a very busy band uh, for several years. Uh, we just worked constantly, like every single weekend we had gigs. In the meantime, I got very close to my father. One day I had gone to his house uh, for some particular reason, I don't recall. And he said to me, he was standing, I was sitting at the table and said, if something should happen to me, I want you to have the band. And, and I said, dad, I said, well, first of all, <laughs> sure hope nothing happens to you. I said, but you know, what about my mom and my sisters? Aren't they going to want it too? And he goes, I don't care what they want. I want you to have it. Wow. And and I said, okay. Let me tell you my story. Um, yeah, I know you have one that around the same time. Yeah, and this is one week before he passed. Uh, we were, I think it was some family function. We were all there for one reason or another. And um, he pulls my older cousin and I to one side. Uh, we're the only two boys in the family <laughs> with the exception of uh, another cousin uh, who lived in Hawaii at the time. And um, he pulls us. So in, in the backyard of where they used to live at my grandparents' place, there was a pool, nice kidney shaped pool at the far side. There was a persimmon tree. So he pulls us over by the persimmon tree away from pretty much everyone else in the rest of the house. And um, he, he points, he shows his hand to us and he says, you see these rings? Yeah. You two are going to have to fight over these rings when I'm gone. And we both talk, you know, my cousin and I both looked at each other. <laughs> like, what? Why would you say that? <laughs> That's just, I mean, it was, we didn't say this out loud. It was kind of a, a thought that probably passed between us, you know, in a look. And it's like, what's he talking about? Mm -hmm. And uh, my cousin made a bid for this uh, amethyst one he liked. And I was fine with that. I didn't, I'm not much of a jewelry wearer anyway. But um, after uh, he gave us both, you know, pats on the shoulder, all right, go back to what you were doing. And I followed him because he started to walk into the back door where his room was. It was like he wanted to be alone after saying that. But I followed him. Oh, he must have been feeling emotional. Yeah, I'm sure he was. And I I was not looking to get a rise or a reaction out of him whatsoever. I genuinely asked him the question, Grandpa, 
Did you have a vision? Did you see something about your death? And he, wow, you point blank. I did. That? Yeah. And like I said, I wasn't looking to get a rise out of him, but I really wish I can reconsider my words at that at now, but he looks at me almost hurt eyes, a little misty. And, uh, I know I'd struck on a nerve and I said, you know what, grandpa? And that's when I started to backpedal. I said, you know what, grandpa, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to upset you. Um, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, I, I love you. And I'll see you in a little bit. And, uh, he gives me this squeeze on my shoulder that I will never forget. It was, oh, wow. it was kind of firm, but at the same time, very loving. And understanding. He gives me the slight nod to his head, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's communicating so much with body language as if to say, yeah, you, you caught me. That's exactly what happened. Um, that's how I interpreted it, interpreted it anyway. So your thoughts about him being psychic were probably right. Yeah. Unfortunately, Uh, my dad was always. <clears throat> did keep a lot to himself too. Yeah. He never knew about anything personal going on with I him. I wonder if that's where I get it. <laughs> well, it's probably somewhat of a male trait for one thing, could but be. yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. But uh, in that moment, you know, he gives me that squeeze and I, I back paddle a little bit, you know, tell him I'll give him his space. And he gets a little macho with me like he used to and gives me a little swat on the arm and says, okay, go, go take off i'll see you in a bit i said okay and i turned around and we went our separate ways but that incident always made me think that grandpa had a gift as far as psychic stuff goes psychic i I think you're probably right about that isn't that amazing it was flabbergasting really because the the Uh revelation i mean that i think that's why i asked the question so point blank is because I didn't know how else to frame it. I was flabbergasted by the fact that that thought even popped into my head. Oh, and so it's like that's your psychic sense. Yeah, perhaps could be, could be. I didn't well, sense. It probably any- runs in the family. I mean, I sh- I'm sure I can't possibly be the only one that has that gift, so to speak. It's a gift and a curse, <laughs> as our favorite detective says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but that was, that was my interpretation. Interesting. Oh, I get it now. And it actually Mm -hmm. answered a few questions for me about him and why he reacted, uh, about certain things in the way he reacted. uh, I can't even cite an example, but I, I, for instance, working in the band, Mm -hmm. uh, I was the roadie for years and, uh, Mm -hmm. Certain things he did and said always confounded me to a degree. Oh, and it, really? yeah, and I can't even cite a specific specific thing. But it, it was like he'd do or say something that was, it's like, why'd you say that? And it ended up he was kind of uh, being proactive with a member of a band who was about to either you know electrocute himself or something, something like that. And, uh, it, it looks like it was a safety thing, but from, I remember, I do remember something specific. I remember that, um, 
we had to change the wire at the last second because we we wired all of our, the lights in the band. I mean, it's twenty six pieces. You got to wire lights to uh, to each yeah. music stand. And mm-hmm. um, I remember he said, "Tim, change out that wire." I said, "Why?" Because you know what's his name spilled something something on it, and he doesn't know about it. No, here's the thing. He said that with his back to the bandstand. Oh my God. <laughs> well, how did he know that it happened? Yeah, then? If he saw it happen, I don't know how he did because he was never near the bandstand, as far as I could tell, unless he ran up to it, saw it happen, and ran w- all the way back. And that wasn't him. Wow. That's not how he moved, especially during those well, years. Or maybe he actually heard something too. He may have picked up on something, but I mean, it was so noisy. And it was, I don't know how he perceived it ha- happening unless he witnessed it but even his angle where he was standing when he issued that Mm -hmm. order and i was watching him because i you know i don't have a choice i'm up on stage setting these lights up i'll know when he's going to come up so i can see him Mm -hmm. but i you know i'm walking away i think i'm about ready to leave and he says tim yeah change that thing (laughs) change that wire someone spilled something on it and sure enough it was full of liquid I went, wow. I went back and changed that wire. Now, it's a small thing. It might be explainable, but it it's one that always kind of stuck in the, my head, uh, back in my head a little bit. It's like, how did like, he figure that out? He, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I always thought my father was a very smart man. And I, I guess he was smart, but he also had apparently a gift where he could just sense or see things that were going on and then react accordingly. Yeah. I've. But he was so quiet about it. Like I've always was. You don't tell people. Yeah. I wonder if my father, he never admitted it to me, but maybe he too had that kind of a gift, but never told people because of what he was afraid they think. Probably. I'd be surprised if that weren't the case, especially during that era. I mean, we're a little mm-hmm. more open yeah, about it exactly. now, but back then, no. Right. But in the 20th century, things weren't that open yet. But yeah, he was, um, yeah, he definitely had an insight to him. Mm-hmm. I guess that concludes our session then. Mom, I want to thank you very much for being on the air and sharing your pleasure. experiences and, and uh, stories. Well, I enjoyed it, too. Thank you very much for having me. And if you ever want to come back with some new experiences, let me know. I sure will. Okay. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tim Sedano. This is Paranormal Insight. Have a good rest of the week. Thank you for watching and listening. Please click the subscribe button and activate notifications for future episodes and other content. On Spotify, please don't forget to leave us a 5-star review. If you have a paranormal experience that you would like to discuss on the show, please email us at paranormal.insight.podcast at gmail.com. That's paranormal.insight.com podcast at gmail.com find us on facebook and instagram under at paranormal underscore insight 